we've been on the marketing train. We're pushing our podcast everywhere we go. I'm handing out flyers. That's how dedicated I am to the cause. You at least told me that you've been out there talking to people and you may have gotten an invitation potentially to another podcast. So the invitation is any vets who wanted to join a podcast, let them know so I can do an interview. Yeah, I was prior military, sure, but... I don't have anything interesting to talk about. I can already see how well that podcast would go downhill fast. You do have an interesting story, though. Here's what you can tell them, right? You could tell them that there was one time where, you know, the government came to the Coast Guard and said, hey, we need you guys for a secret mission. It involves going into the woods. You went into the woods. You start to find these dead bodies hanging from trees that have been skinned alive, right? You walk through the forest. Suddenly, your whole team starts getting picked off one by one. You're out in the forest being like, what are you waiting for? And then you have a one-on-one confrontation with an actual alien who's been sent here, who's came here as a sporting event to kill you guys. And you and the alien, which ends up being Predator, after, you know, um, your friend Dylan gets killed, you're the last one remaining and you take him out. So why does that feel like you got that from a movie, sir? What's up? I mean, what are you, what are you saying? For one, you're Coast- claiming me a podcast plagiarism. Is that what you're claiming? See, si, senor. So I'm pretty damn sure that was Predator. Special Get to the chopper! Go! What are you waiting for? Not to mention, I was Coast Guard. You mentioned that yes. we don't do woods. We weren't Marines. We were on water. The what be- you, what you, if Predator landed in the water? <laughs> you would have a better shot saying we were sent to Atlantis. My backup plan would have been probably a serial killer. What? President of the United States. Apparently, according to one of my teachers, since I'm left-handed, I have, due to stats, I have a better chance of being a president of the United States or a serial killer. That's quite the extremes there. One, I'll be a mass murderer if I do everything correctly. One, I'm just going to be a serial killer where I just stay at my parents' house and eat cereal all day. Folks, so we'll be interviewing for a new co-host on Let's Watch a B-Movie. Very soon. If you're interested, just send in your resume. As long as the resume doesn't read serial killer or feature serial killer, you'll be a better co-host than Nick Arcana. Oh, come on. What's, what's wrong with serial killers? There's nothing wrong with them. I mean, look at Paul Bunyan. What? Paul Bunyan was a serial killer? I, thought I have he, no idea. I thought he was a lumberjack cutting wood and village to village and going on adventures. I know there's a movie called The Lumberjack. This was something you picked up in the $5 Walmart bin. No, when this you is bought, something I saw on Tubi. When you bought the movie, the, okay, well, there's, <laughs> there's two bottom of the barrels here, folks. There's the Walmart bin and there's Tubi. Oh, come on. Walmart bin has some pretty decent movies in it. The Neighbor? The movie called The Neighbor that you made, he made me watch it two years ago. And let me tell you, folks, it's not The Neighbor you think of. It's not the second one you're thinking of. It's the fourth one on the IMDb Google search. The fourth movie called The Neighbor. It's the least popular movie called The Neighbor. One of five. It has Bill Ingvall as the villain. I had to check it out. Why do you think that name means anything to anybody? Because anyone who has a family and is possibly rednecks will love Bill Ingvall. So anyways, folks, it's lost in that banter, though. It is true. Eventually, pretty soon, we're going to be changing the name of this podcast to something different. And the reason is very simple. We started out initially thinking that we'd be reviewing nothing but B-movies. Stuff like Attack of the Killer Donuts and The Room and Invasion of the Donut Snatchers, which I still think would be a good movie to podcast eventually. But the truth is we want to expand our horizons do more things. We want to do action movies. We want to do movies that are not Christmas movies, like Lethal Weapon. Because it's definitely not a Christmas movie. It's an action movie, but it's not a Christmas movie. So that, hey, what, why is Nick over throwing a pen at me? He thinks Lethal Weapon's an action movie or a Christmas movie. It's I just a Christmas fail, action movie. I fail to see, sir, it, how that... You want to know how I know? Jingle Bell Rock plays in the opening credits. You're, you're... Um, Jingle Bell Rock does not play with Die Hard. Your criteria to be a Christmas movie is terrible, all right? Just because it has a, a, a Jingle Bell Rock song in there. And there's snow. Look, Die Hard is a Christmas movie fact. Lethal Weapon is a Christmas movie. Oh, my God. Double fact. Folks, you weigh in on this. Is Lethal Weapon a, a Christmas movie? I don't think so. And they even have the f- main fight on Christmas Eve. It's only Nick and some guy in Idaho that thinks this. You and two people in Idaho are the only people that share this opinion. <laughs> you said Idaho. You know what? <laughs> well, let's be thankful that you're not the President of the United States. I don't want you to be a serial killer, but I definitely don't want you to be President of the United States either. All right? Do I still have to do the podcast as president, or can I still collect the royalties? No. You had put put in some work still. Come on. Come on. Um, so we'll keep you guys updated. Don't worry. The name will not be something silly. We are toying with the idea of calling it um, Nilbog's Favorite Movie Reviews. 
maybe, but that's, you know, that's on the list. I'm thinking chicken nuggets and movies. What do you think? It's the two things I love the most in the world. Movies and chicken nuggets. You might want to hold that off. You know what? <sighs> you've, been, you've been teasing this movie that you, your next pick after our Christmas movies, and I got a bad feeling the way I, every time I mention chicken nuggets, you keep saying, you better hold off. You better, you hold better not ruin my love for chicken nuggets. I'm oh, telling you I'm right going now, to ruin right? your love for chicken nuggets. I don't know nuggets. what this movie is, but you better not kill the chicken nugget love. My name's Joe Dell, and we definitely ruined your love for chicken nuggets, sir. Desert Island. Me, need my laptop, chicken nuggets. Supernatural. There's about 55 TV shows I'd rather have on the island. <laughs> I'd rather, rather have uh, Gilligan's Island on the, the island. You know now. what? Now, now, I'm going to put you in a salt trap. That salt trap says you have to watch at least one episode a day for the rest of your life until you're done with it. I'm telling Jigsaw, hey, just kill me. Kill me now, Jigsaw. I'm, I'm good. I'm done. And you have to finish it within 365 days because it's actually less than that amount of episodes. Nope, I'm telling Jigsaw just to put me on, put me out my misery. <laughs> and that's also the only thing you're allowed to watch while you you're still allowed your chicken nuggets. As long as I can have my chicken nuggets, some kind of soda or liquid where I can wash down the nuggets with. Oh, don't worry, you you'll you'll be allowed you'll be allowed water, you'll be allowed nuggets. But the only thing you're Chick-fil-A allowed sauce. To, yes. Oh my God. You're allowed any food and or water or snack item you want, but the. Until you finish with it, you can only watch Supernatural. This sounds like super garbage. This whole situation. I reject this 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 fan fiction and Jigsaw. <laughs> you stay away from me, Jigsaw. You stay away. Um, all right. So, anyways, I've come to play a game. That still sounds like Candyman voice to me. Yeah, dude. You gotta just, you gotta work on that because <clears throat> your Tony Todd voice is starting to become all your impressions. Oh, I, I used to be able to do a Sean Connery one at one point. We kind of need him back. That would be good. It's a great actor. Grow your wash. Yes, she was. Yes, yes, she was. Are you saying I can't eat my chicken nuggets anymore? Nope. No more chicken nuggets for you, sir. Son of a bitch. Yep. Oh, at least can I have a, a scotch on the rocks with ice? Shake, shaking, not stirred. I was about to ask. Do you want to shake it? Stirred, not shaken. We'll keep you updated on the name change. The most important thing, if you're listening... is hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. The second most important thing... It's to subscribe subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is currently called Let's Watch a B-Movie, but that will be getting a name change soon also. But the exciting thing is next year, we have a whole host of new actual on-screen videos coming eventually, sometime early next year. We do? We do. Yes. Why wasn't I? I don't have a schedule for this, sir. Well, this was the announcement, and you are here to hear the announcement. So. Why am I not getting the announcements before we make the announcements? You have to check your contract because the contract your lawyer negotiated said you had no say in the, the overall direction of the podcast and that you also must do everything told to you, including this case, doing on-screen reviews in which you eat endless amounts of Chinese food while discussing your favorite movies. And I think you'll like that, sir. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give us feedback. Quick announcement here. Ho, ho, ho. This is the Pakistani Santa Claus, Vikazim, here to tell you. It's Christmas time, and that means that we're going to be doing Christmas movies on Let's Watch a B-Movie. So be nice or be naughty, but listen to our Christmas podcast. Definitely be naughty. You're more fun that way. So with that in mind, this week we are doing Christmas Horror Story. Next week we have Silent Night, Deadly Night on the dock, on the roof, ready to come down the chimney. With an axe. You better, have, grind. you better have left some cookies and milk in the brand that Santa likes. And do not be the nun that will that eventually will piss everyone off. And don't be cute and leave the fireplace on. I, Santa Claus hates that shit. Oh yeah, burn my burn my slippers. Don't burn my slippers. I like my slippers. Get the have the rain, have the have Rudolph come and kill your ass. No, actually, better yet, burn my slippers, but leave me Crocs. Yeah, there you go. Crocs are nice. So, anyways, that's it's, that's the time of the year. We had to pick a couple Christmas movies to do. And, you know, last year we did Santa's Sleigh. And um, what else did we do Christmas-wise last year? I don't think we... No, Black Christmas. We did Black Christmas and Santa's Sleigh last year. So we pretty much got the two best Christmas B-movies out the way. Black Christmas isn't even really a B-movie. It's such a good movie. I know. I know. With John Saxon. Well, it shows why we want to expand now the the B-movie category. because. Uh. But uh, but now we're... 
now we're you know we're crawling towards slim pickings not too many christmas movies we could do i was thinking about jack frost but maybe next year for that um which one the one with michael keaton or the 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 what was it the asylum version i think it's asylum well the michael keaton one is a beautiful movie that you should watch with your family by fireplace with hot cocoa marshmallows on christmas Mm, the one i'm thinking of mm, that's good the one i'm thinking of is with a killer snowman oh shoving carrots down people's ass (laughs) (laughs) killing kids who are going sledding and doing all kinds of crazy stuff that jack frost maybe next year for that one so maybe but we still got plenty of christmas movies to actually choose from if you so christmas horror story now this was nick's pick let me just say that right now i never heard of it i'm intrigued by the idea of a christmas horror story because we've always every year we have every year we have the movie a christmas story which sometimes, for some random reason, plays for 24 hours a day. I don't know if any movie's going to play 24 hours a day and still be entertaining. So, Christmas Horror Story came out in 2015. It's, de- it's actually an anthology. It follows four different stories all taking place in the same town. So, in order for it to be easier, because, to be honest with you, this movie, it, instead of telling you the stories all at once and then goes on to the next story, it tells you the stories bit by bit concurrently so basically it'll you'll be in a story and it'll cut to a scene from the other story and then cut to a scene from the other story and then cut to a scene from the final story so all the storylines are going on concurrently instead of just having it be like okay this is this story and then next story next story which is an easier way to do an anthology to be honest i mean you can do this other way um i think trick-or-treat was kind of similar yeah trick but the way trick-or-treat did it is it didn't cut away to from story to story it actually somehow melded together to where where one scene ended all of a sudden your characters from the next story walk right by and then that scene starts and that's fine you bridge a gap there you have a, conne- a loose connection uh but you don't annoy the audience by uh, cutting from story to story and this is why trick-or-treat is considered a halloween staple that a lot of people watch every year. I and think, also know. Sam, beca- some, Sam, the evil mastermind, the spirit of Halloween, I call him, uh, somehow became a horror icon. Oh, my goodness. Even you know what? though. Let me just say, let me let me tell folks one quick story because this ties into something funny. Uh, Nick's very liberal and loose, <laughs> loose, liberal and loose. This is going to be funny because I can't say this. Liberal and loose use of the word whore icon. You, sir, have been throwing around the words whore icon today very liberally. And I'm going to give the, the audience one example before we start recording. You're talking about Three Finger. Three Fingers. So listen, quick quick check of the audience. The name is Three Fingers. Does that mean anything to you? No. Nobody knows what the hell that is. But Nick... You didn't give him a chance to answer. Well, yeah, because you know what? They're On their end right now, they're listening saying... What the hell is three fingers? They know. No, they're sitting there like, Vic, what the hell are you talking about? Of course I know three finger. Any respectable horror person knows three finger, even if they've only seen the first two movies out of six. And uh, I mean the pun here. You are wrong. All right. You are wrong. You made a wrong turn. Uh, that three finger, apparently, news to me, is the villain from Wrong Turn. And also, the reason I bring up Sam as an icon is because... Almost every single horror site I am on mentions Sam all because of the damn comics apparently Trick or Treat actually has. Where Sam is a reoccurring villain because he's the spirit of Halloween. Listen, Sam is borderline. Three fingers is not even borderline. I'm just saying, when you think horror icon, we gotta reserve that for like the top, top tier. Most people consider icons as someone who's appeared in every single movie. Like, Jigsaw, or Tobin Bell's character, John Kramer, is classified as an icon. Yeah, that's, okay. that's an icon. Uh-huh. He's been in, like, nine Jigsaw, or nine Saw movies, so. He wasn't in the Spiral. I mean, the word Jigsaw, that's an icon, or icon. Mm. But Three Fingers, I mean, even Three Fingers isn't, well, more known than Two Fingers, or Four Fingers, or Seven Fingers. Three. They're all irrelevant. No one cares about any of them, so. I guarantee you, I'll go on the horror site and go, hey, you know Three Finger. How many people, how much you want bet? Almost everyone will answer. I don't know about fingers, but I'm giving you two thumbs down for this whole thing, all right? Now, Sam from Trick or Treat, you know, folks, you can decide. I think that's a borderline horror icon. Trick or Treat is still more of a cult movie than, like, anything that's, like, Well, yeah, but then it, instead of getting a sequel, its version of sequels have been delegated to comics. 
Just that's, like how... That's because the first one didn't make any money. I, I, bet, I bet the I movie did. did. <laughs> uh, maybe not when it first came out, but... But it has a big cult how much, how much? How many cult movies actually start off actually strong and got a cult following? Most cult movies are movies that sucked in the, in, in the theaters... And then they come to Tubi and they pick up an audience. Either Tubi, FearNet when that was out. I missed that. Yeah, uh, DVD, Blu-rays. Mm. Mm. Like Repo. Repo didn't actually get a following until it got on FearNet and then came out on DVD. DVDs, man. You're talking about some prehistoric stuff, man. You're damn right. You I might am. as well talk about Atari. And Nintendo. Hey, Atari's are fun. Well, I mean, I don't have mine no more, but I still have my 64. Uh, your name's Nick Arcana. You better have a, a, all the gaming systems, as far as I'm concerned. I have a Switch, which has four emulators. Back to the movie, Christmas Horror Story. Which starts off with a, actually a really good rendition of Carol the Bells. It's Alex Kreshkin's version of it called It's Christmas Eve. This opening music, I'm not going to lie, I'm going to say it right now. My favorite part of the movie, this opening music. <laughs> I, I do love the music in this. It, it's, it, after this, it's all a sled going downhill. Oh, come so, on. It, it, yeah. There's better fun scenes. It's all skiing downhill after so, this. So since because of the way they tell this story, we're actually going to delve through the stories one at a time instead of actually following the movie. Yes, so, because unlike the, the creators of the movie, we want to present this to you in a coherent and logical way that's easy to follow not like the damn creators of the movie. So, so the, what we're starting with is we're going to start with the changeling story first because it actually ends pure, uh, first in the and from there, scheme of things. From there, we're going to change it to the next story. So. so for the changeling story, there's actually not much to talk about with this one. There's really no substance. There's no real buildup. And to be honest with you, these are probably the worst parents I have ever seen in any movie. That is a well, over-exaggeration. But. Well, I mean, the parents from Home Alone, they're pretty... Pretty responsible. I told you it was an over-exaggeration. For me, for them, it's because they were neglectful. For this movie, it seems like the mother doesn't understand that punishment does not mean you're purposely hurting the kid because you want to. It means you are showing the kid that there are consequences to his actions. Yes. So every single time this kid, admittedly, he's a changeling. He's going to do this stuff. But the parents don't know that yet. Nope. So, of course... When the kid stabs the father in the hand. I thought it was a little much. You're damn right. I'm going to backhand that little kid. It's like, oh, you want to stab me in the hand? Let's see how the world's going to take it. Oh, they're not going to take it well. No, the mom's going to do more than a backhand pretty soon. Well, so <laughs> so later on, he this, this kid eventually kills this the, the father, which I will mention the father actually comes into play in the second story we're going to talk about because he's actually a detective. He was a cop that was investigating a murder that happened at the school, and he's actually on a administrative leave because whatever he saw down there shook him to the core. And now he's about to get shaken to his death. To an extent, yeah. Th- the, thanks to his son. Yeah, his, his this changeling son kills him. That's <laughs> where we finally meet Big Earl. Oh, God. Our, our pretty much our all-knowing changeling our, um... keeper. Our, um, this is a, the equivalent of our psychic. Of From Jeepers Creepers. Our person here to give us, to call the, to call the mom and give her warnings and now, should give mention, us expo- exposition. So the, the question I got when it comes to Big Earl is when he, he sees these three leave the property. Yes. Yeah, he explains why he didn't go, he didn't try anything or earlier but yes why didn't he call them earlier before the father died he was busy watching shang chi i guess once you start watching shang chi it's hard to turn your focus on so uh, wait no, no wait this is 2015 never mind <laughs> he was watching the third season of supernatural something like even though 2015 it would have been season 10 oh well my math is a little bit off by <laughs> seven years but anyway the uh so the kid has actually been doing a lot of weird stuff because depending on which lore you look at changelings, the mother is pretty much going to be his meal. They get the, cha- the lore he, of changelings. Does he get Chick-fil-A sauce with it, though? No. No, it's failed. He gets blood. Oh, man. That's, that's perfect. The lore of changelings uh, differ, obviously, per region and where whatever lore you're looking at. But most of the lores all equal the same. They end up killing the father and devouring the mother. Oh, after taking the form of the child. For your, sorry, mom and dad, but you got to go. But this mom 
Cole Cox's kid. With a baseball bat. <laughs> With a baseball bat. This is my favorite scene. <laughs> it, it's 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 so unexpected. I think that she's just going to try to negotiate with the son, try to get past him without harming him, but she full blown hits his kid in the face. <laughs> Damn, it would be such a child abuse thing if he wasn't a changeling. Yeah, so she she knocks him out after a small scuffle, takes him to the woods, and she accidentally kills Big Earl. And the changelings are happy because now they're. Uh, prisoner, or a prison guard, her, pretty much. Let me just say, her accidentally killing Big Earl before he could really talk. This he whole, pointed the gun at her. It's just, it was an annoying thing, though. Come on. <laughs> yeah. That was out of nowhere. It was annoying. I wanted to hear what Big Earl had to say. Probably had to say. He had a was, lot to say, and she just shoots him. And he, and he dies instantly. He was no, um, ah, you shot me. <laughs> he just falls over dead. Well, Disappointing. Well, the changeling decides to thank her, because now they're all free. Because Big Earl was their warden. Yeah, and the changeling looks like an alien from the 1960s. What, what Was the face makeup meant to look like a, a yes. Martian? Yes. Oh, okay. And then gives her back her son, and we get a happy ending. Now, this was a happy ending, but I have two uh, suggestions. Um, I think we talked about this before, actually, off camera, off mic. But the first thing is that at the very end... As he, she's walking away with the sun, with the happy ending, you cut to the sun's face and show his eyes to be like red demon evil or something, right? The other suggestion, not not to go for the, the demonic evil ending, go for comedic ending, have them walk away and have the sun be like, hey, where's dad at? <laughs> and then mom's like, ah, we'll talk about it. And then you, you cut away. That's just my sense of humor. So. <laughs> well, the second story, we get to meet Molly, Ben, and Dylan. Okay, these are our teenagers. These are your teenagers. Okay, now I can introduce a story because... Now you know which story we're talking about. Yes, yes. Now, these three uh, shysters, uh, or let's call them... How old are you, shysters? <laughs> this is a word I've been trying to... I've been wanting to use that word all week. I don't know. These three young shysters, they're sitting in a car, and she pulls up this ghost in a house type video that they start watching, which I thought was just some random thing on YouTube that Nick Nick watches this kind of stuff all the time, apparently. Um, and the fact is that something happens where the girl is like, hey, we have to finish the investigation ourselves. For school project. And that's always, that always, so... What school, what self-respecting school gives a project over Christmas break? That's one thing. That's a huge thing. But what self-respecting slacker teenagers are that caring about the school project that they're going to go to a haunted place with a weird backstory where two kids are missing. Two kids are missing. And one of the backstories is about a girl named Grace who comes there pregnant. And she claims that she has never had sex before. She's still a virgin, but she's pregnant. Well, because of her blasphemous actions of her saying that, the nuns forcefully abort her child. In which case, also kills Grace. Yikes. Which is what causes this next uh, situation to happen. Now, my question is, I understand the girl, the teenage girl, she's like very, you know, just wanting to get her own footage, get an A on the school project, make a name for herself. The two guys, though, the hell are they tagging along for? So, one of them is tagging along because I guess we need a handsome looking guy to be be there. Plus, he's yeah. pro- to be honest with you, he's probably failing the class, and he this project will bump his grade up to a D. You know, all things considered, what's about to happen, everybody, I would say he should have took that D and went to community college. Or it, that F and went to community college. It'd have been all right. And then, as for the other guy, he just wants to sleep with the redhead. Yes. I knew that. I knew that from the beginning. So, the and the reason... Vic is not going to censor me when I say that this time is because it's actually pivotal to this story. No, I mean, it's... So, throughout this whole story, this is pretty much your section where you get a shit ton of jump scares. Literally, boo, boo. There's uh, when they realize they're locked in, and... Yeah, but the problem is the jump scares were about as scary as... The haunted houses at King's Dominion. Oh, please don't 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 say that. <laughs> that was the the quality of jump scares that we're getting here. So literally, <laughs> and then Mo- Molly, our redhead, gets possessed. 
Yep, and while she's possessed... She tries to fuck a guy who's dating her best friend. Do you gotta say fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's with you laughing every time I say that. I don't know, it's just, so, it's just so, so aggressive. She tries to... Because she's being aggressive with this. She tries to have sex with one of her friends that came because, hey, that's part of the spell. Not spell, but part of the possession. Well, yeah, the, the whole thing with Grace is she wants someone to carry her child. Yes. So Grace possesses a f- the female body. She wants her to get pregnant. Yep. From the other kid. Yes. But when he says, no, I'm dating your best friend. Oof. She then proceeds to stab him with a cross. You know. Don't tell this girl no. For her, rejection meant mad for you. Yes. Okay. So she then goes to Ben. Where Ben willingly. You better, you better say yes, Ben. Otherwise ben you're dead. Willingly has sex with her. And then Molly is no longer possessed, so she's wondering what the hell just happened. Yeah, this is awkward. Yeah, this part gets very... The whole scene was awkward. And, yep. and then they see the Virgin Grace carrying a dead baby. Ben looks like he's about to attack Grace, so Grace kills him. Sorry, Ben. Maybe if he didn't look like he was about to attack Grace, he probably would have survived. And no. then she puts her hand on her stomach... Molly is allowed to leave where she starts whistling the same tune as the dead girl, which she's most still, likely means she's, she's still possessed. possessed. Yeah. You could tell she's still possessed. Yeah. Which means Grace is finally going to get her baby she's always wanted. And the irony is that Molly did all this for an A on her school project. And now she's going to drop out of school and take care of the baby. Yeah. So now we get our third story where we actually get with the friend of Molly, who we briefly met in the previous story, Caprice. Yes. Why you would name your daughter Caprice? I'm not sure. Caprice? I, I don't know what that means. Yeah. So this family decides to go to their great aunt's. Sorry, I had to swallow a little bit. Mm. Uh, go to the great aunt's house mm-hmm. for because the father needed money. Yep. Because you fi- come to find out. His business not, not only failed, but he, he's been committing fraud through the bank to continue getting money to continue paying for their lifestyle. He going down. Oh, he going down. And so Duncan, very angry, very nonchalant, breaks a Krampus right in front of none other than Julian Richings. Um, okay, pause. One second. Julian Richings. Julian Richings. Richings. Julian Richings. Yes. Your okay. heart. So is this that is this like the time where you said three fingers and you expect the audience to know who you're talking about because that well, name that name doesn't ring any kind of bell at all. So there's three things. One of is, them is this a horror icon also? Is that what you're gonna tell me? No. You're gonna sell me that, huh? No, not a horror icon. So there's three things this guy's been in. There that we hundred percent know of. There's the very first wrong turn. He played three finger. No one's gonna really know that because he was covered in makeup. Only real hardcore horror fans who actually looked this stuff up would know that. I didn't even know it until I watched The Kill Count. The second thing and, is Urban and Legends. The, and that's where you found out the name Three Fingers. Okay, that's weird. And the second thing is Urban Legends, which Ooh. we did a podcast on. I remember that. And the third thing... Wait, wait, wait. Who was he in Urban Legends? He was the creepy janitor that oh. died in the car accident. Yeah, that guy was creepy. And then the third thing, so can you guess? So wait, he's done two... So far, he's done two good things, wrong turn, and the second good thing was Urban Legends. Mm-hmm. So if this third thing you say is good, then that's three for three. So, are, yeah. are you ready for this? Yeah, sure. Wait, yeah. wait, I, let me guess. Um, uh, let's see. So Urban Legends, wrong turn, he does slasher movies. Um, yeah, maybe It Follows. For one, no. That, that movie sucks major balls. I like It Follows. And for wait, two... Wait, wait, wait. Um, you're next. I've never even seen the movie, so I couldn't tell you. Hush? Right, I'm trying to think of slasher movies, but I'm... Right, it's not a slasher movie. Oh. The, the movie I'm talking about is something... To, it's The Witch. He had a small guest appearance in The Witch as one of the people that kicks the family out of their village. Oh. Okay. So, um... Is that it? Yeah, that's... <laughs> I that, mean, there is one is, more thing, but... Is that all he's been in? Oh, no. There's been one more thing where he had a reoccurring role in. Oh, wait, 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 wait. wait. But anyway, so no, yeah, I don't want. So moving on, I, I don't want to. I, I did. I don't want to hear that one. We did yeah. completely uh, because we're talking about the stories. There's actually a small thing that's been going on throughout every story. There's been kind of a intermission with none other than William Shatner as DJ Dan or Dangerous Dan. William Shatner, no, no for you B movie fans, William Shatner is known for a couple of different things. First of all, 
well, it's not even a B movie thing, but he's from Star Trek. That's a big thing. He's Captain Kirk. But you know what else he was a. Uh, also, the Captain Kirk mask is the mask used for Michael Myers in the original Halloween. So, are you ready to hear what he guest starred on? Don't do it. Don't <laughs> tell me he's in what freaking movie I, you're going to say what freaking TV show he's in. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. He, he ended up getting hit in the tooth by Carlton and had to go to the damn dentist. And then he got hyped up on Luffy gas. Well, you know what? Unlike other shows, that is one of the better shows of all time. <laughs> There's some shows sometimes you talk about that I'm like, man, why is he like that show? But thankfully, the show you're talking about is Fresh Prince. Beautiful. All right. So the reason I'm actually mentioning DJ Dan here is because he pulls out a little card which says Dangerous Grandpa on it mm. and shows the picture of Caprice and her family, mm. which are the characters of our next story. Any family that names their daughter Caprice is dangerous. Yeah. True. So anyway, so we're going as we're going through the grandmother or the aunt kicks this family out into the cold because they broke their Krampus. Julian Richings looks majorly pissed. Hmm. And they're like, yeah, let's not awaken the evil janitor guy. He may mop you up if you do. So. Exactly. So, and then all of a sudden they get into a small car accident, end up stuck in the snow, where they all decide to walk through the woods instead of staying on the road where somebody will possibly pass them. This this happened, happened to me back in 2007. You rough. just decided to walk through the woods? Yeah, it was a rough night, but I figured if I walk through the woods, right, I can get to somewhere where there's not snow, and then I'll get reception on my phone, and then I would find, hopefully, a village that'll take me in, blend with the village, and live the rest of my life in the village. So. Well, good news. Uh, if you hated that kid, Duncan, you don't have to deal with him much anymore. First, the dad gets impaled, somehow lives. Then Duncan gets dragged off screen and allegedly killed. I don't think he died. I think he went somewhere and opened up a donut shop, well, which we, would go on to be franchised as Dunkin' Donuts throughout <laughs> the country. I think he's rich somewhere. So, yeah, Dunkin' Donuts came out way before 2015. Maybe. Depends who you ask. But also, the other thing is, Duncan, we, since we know what's after them, even Duncan knows, which is why I don't understand why he, because he's still young. He's still impressionable. Why would you break a Krampus? He's probably high. Okay. We, they, they, they deleted the scene where he's smoking. Yeah, probably. So they, so, so since we know we're pretty much dealing with Krampus at this point. Why, why do you emphasize Krampus like that? <laughs> because, like, Krampus! The, because if you believe in the lores, that kid's about to become one of the toys that's going to end up under your Christmas tree. Uh, no, I don't have a Christmas tree. <laughs> we don't do Christmas trees in Pakistan. Oh, my, my, my bad. But in some Christmas trees, maybe Krampus will appear. Yeah. So, the, so they get to an old church where you find out why Krampus is after him. Because you know Krampus is only after the naughty. He's going to give you a lump of coal and a little bit more than that even. Well, depending on... There is one story I listened to where if Santa does give you a lump of coal, that means Krampus is after you. Oh. But uh, what happens is you find out Duncan actually is not a good kid because... I mean, we already saw he's not a good kid, judging by all the stuff he's done throughout the whole movie at this point. Yeah. But there's also the fact that he is apparently killing animals. More specifically, their pets. Damn. That is unforgivable. Throw the book at him, Johnny. Throw the book at him. And Caprice is saying, well, I, I stole this ladder. Well, that's why Krampus is after this. No, I don't cut. I don't have sex. I don't do any of this. Like... Really, lady? Your boyfriend just said y'all had sex. She lying. Yeah. So, I'm just like, and, and also theft is still a naughty thing to do. Well, in certain circumstances, not so bad. She stole a lighter. So, lighter costs two dollars. Not this lighter. Gotcha. She stole it from her rich aunt. Okay, maybe it has some more value in that lighter. <laughs> so... The husband then mentions his failing business and why Krampus, what bad he's done. And then Krampus pulls him out of the window. Well, damn. Damn it, man. They're going to need, I'm, I'm sad about the window. It's going to need a new window. So. Yeah, old churches, stained glass windows. You know, they're, they're very expensive. It's be expensive to replace that window. So they hide in a confessional booth where Krampus is, <laughs> for lack of better words, tonguing Caprice. 
What the hell, man? What's wrong with, with you, Krampus? With his long-ass tongue, I swear, I'm pretty sure this is actually Toad. What the cramp, man? I'm pretty sure this is actually Toad from uh, X-Men. So then Diane, the mother, takes a random a random iron. You know, you're meant to poke through the, uh, the, fire, the fireplace poker. Yeah. She takes a random fireplace poker that's, I guess she pulled it out of her purse. Never want to mess with a woman's purse. I've seen sometimes women have irons in the purse. And stabs Krampus in the tongue. They make a run for it where Krampus kills him. I was satisfied with that. Yeah, well, Cabriz gets back to the aunt's house, has a one final showdown with Krampus, and you find out Julian Richings was Krampus all along. So come to find out this version of Krampus is actually a dark spirit where if you have any kind of evil thoughts throughout the time of Christmas, you have a chance to be possessed and turn into this evil spirit of Krampus. And that means all of our viewers are doomed. Yes. Sorry, guys, but uh, yeah, you're all doomed. I mean, just, you know, try to think positive thoughts and maybe you'll be okay. Well, because she found this out, she realized her aunt kicked them out. Then she kicked out Julian Richings' character, Gerhardt, which meant Krampus was now after them for their naughtiness. In which case, and then put a cross on the door so that way Krampus couldn't get to her. Mm. Well, that pissed off Capri so much she turns into Krampus. Damn it, man. Now we get our final story, and this is actually where the meat of this movie comes from. Thank goodness. The only story that I like a lot coming up. So, in our first scene of this movie is actually around where the climax of this movie actually does take place. The first scene is where we meet Santa. Looks like he got his ass handed to him a couple of times. I gotta say, I don't necessarily love the trope that's there where you open the movie with like right in the action and then do the 12 hours earlier. Yeah, I'm not a big I, fan of that I don't either. like that. We don't need the, like, you don't have to hook us with. With that, you just hook us with something that's going on at the at the time of the start of the movie. Yeah, I don't like I that. I mean, hell, but... what, the actual start was with Molly and them. Watching that video, which gives you, which honestly ends ends off with a jump scare, that can hook an audience. Instead, we get the opening being <sighs> pretty much right before the climax. Yeah, so now you're like, oh, like okay, this is the opening again. Yeah, but yeah. Well, so while they're making all these toys, one of the elves is coughing, saying he's not feeling well. Mrs. Claus makes cookies. Tries to give the cookies to the elf, and the elf... I can go for some cookies right now. Yeah, well, the elf dies. And we get a, kind of a funny line of, Elves can't die, right? He's like, no, they cannot. It's kind of funny to me. <laughs> all right, that was... <laughs> and also, was notice the name of all these elves when they become zombies, because now we get zombie elves in this movie. Ooh, my favorite part. And th- this part is kind of funny because he sees one of the zombie elves trying to break into his office. He's like, Jingles, no! <laughs> like, he's trying to sound so dramatic, about dramatic but the names, Jingles, Sparkles. Uh, I- I'm pretty sure there was another one that was fucking hilarious. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, they all become Dettles. Yeah, listen, I've seen... We've seen a lot of zombie situations, but we haven't seen zombie elves. You notice how the past couple movies have all been zombies? Yeah, Night Living Dead. Night Living Dead, and now this one. That's a couple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll take a break from zombie movies going forward. So. Well, I mean, unless Silent Night, Deadly Night secretly a zombie movie that I don't know about because I've never seen the movie. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's going to be... That's gonna be- Anyway, so just see how you how you reaction that. So. All right. So anyway, so we get pretty much then this entire section is literally just Santa fighting zombie elves with a staff. This is where we get the best action scenes. We get some cool fight scenes. We even get some a gore. We even get Santa Claus killing one zombie with a zombie's head. He just takes out the zombie's head, puts it in like a. Uh, Bowling ball and just crushes it. This I was digging because it reminded me of Santa Slay. <laughs> this felt like Santa Slay with the, the killer Santa Claus. So. But unfortunately, even though it's fun to watch, there's actually not really much meat of this story until we get to the end where we get Santa Claus versus Krampus. The return of Krampus. He couldn't stay away for too long. Now, before we 100% start this fight scene, 
I just need to mention another William Shatner scene of him mentioning there's something going on at the mall that one of his co-hosts that originally said, fuck Christmas, is currently there. Mm. And he's even going through a whole story of who this character is and why we should probably feel like he's we need him to be okay. Interesting. That may or may not play a part. We'll find out after this fight. Hmm. So it's a lot of showboating. It's a lot of chain whipping and, and staff swinging. I, first, I, I went on FanDuel and I put my money on Krampus. Put your money on Krampus? Yeah. Well, uh, you, you lose. Whoa, damn it, man. Because after Krampus does get a few, good, few decent hits on him, gets him on the ground, Santa grabs a hold of that axe that he had dropped earlier. That axe. Gets Krampus down on the ground. And as he's about to swing down and kill him. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I sense. I can tell by your tone of voice. I sense a twist coming. There's a it's twi- time for some M. Night Shanahan. Yep. So as he's about to bring the axe down, all of a sudden we hear this voice. Whiny voice. Norman, please. Oh, God. It's like. And he, it stops him in his tracks. And all of a sudden we're cut to reality. Who thought Krampus sounded like that? Uh, and then we're cut to reality where it's actually our co-host from William Shatner's episode, radio talk show, holding an axe to a defenseless man. Back in the real world, shop smart, shop S-smart. I'm in the can in my head, they're at, they're at S-smart. Um, yeah, he's he's looking around and he suddenly he starts to re-visualize killing these elves. But we see he was actually killing his co-workers. Yes. And they're all dead. And all of a sudden, he a light shines on him, and it's the police. And he cuts back to, oh, yeah, I got to kill Krampus. And unfortunately, police ain't having that. Nope. Police shoot this man dead. This is a man in three minutes. This is the biggest downfall ever. This man went from badass Santa Claus and the hero of our movie to a, a psychopathic madman at the mall very and, quickly. And it even cuts to, as he's dying him as santa again kneeling down dying pretty much showing yeah christmas is dead at this point i have mentioned william shatner a couple times throughout the whole thing at the start when you first see him he's happy he's giddy he's excited for christmas eve it's a star trek reunion coming yeah and then as the movie progresses you actually slowly see him devolve into depression Sorry, I had a burp coming up there. Um, I was like, you want to say it again? Or you yeah, <laughs> he slowly starts to evolve into depression. And yes. it makes me wonder if the movie has some kind of hidden meaning behind that. Like, is this movie trying to tell us Christmas is secretly dead as we know it? No, no, he was drinking alcohol during the broadcast. So well, he, I know that. He, he progressively but became more drunk, so that's where the... He was drinking alcohol throughout the podcast the whole radio show that's but where the depression came in so. <laughs> but the depression what made him depressed is all the carnage that was happening at the mall at the time of everything happening and then most likely finding out it was his own co-host that that definitely would make anyone depressed and drunk well you know when i when that happens to us and i get that call hey nick's over at the mall and he's taking out all the elves and you know he's taking out everybody at the um at the mall at the cinnabon and i definitely will have a somber tone on the podcast so so if we're going on categories who's your best performance uh, probably the guy who plays santa claus this is not exactly a tony todd uh <laughs> This is not a situation where somebody's like standing out like, oh my God, what a great performance. There's no great performances. This is all shit, but Santa Claus. Krampus. Is Krampus even like a real person? Or is that like, well, that's uh, what's I don't that? care. It's still a it's character like, in this movie and he did the best delivery of ass beating. I mean, if that's acting to you, then yes. I mean, <laughs> Well, it's, it's not like I have anything better to choose. All right, I'll take that. <laughs> Worst performance. We have a lot. Oh, God. Let's see. You could almost, like, okay, from each story. In the teen story, I would say the one teenage kid that was there just to be, like, not just to be there. Uh, he's pretty wooden. Um, the teen that was there not just to be. The teen was the, the teen guy that was there who got killed first. Okay. 
Dylan. Yeah, Dylan, uh, yeah, he's gone. Um, the little kid in Changeling. I mean, listen, I mean, it's no, no knock on the little kid, but, you know, I can't buy him as like a... Overall, though, I think the worst for me is probably Krampus. So. <laughs> <laughs> for those reasons you listed, man, he just comes here, kicks ass, and leaves. Get out of here. Worst performance, Krampus. <laughs> Controversial, maybe. <laughs> so, for me, my worst... My worst, it's going to be Kim, the mother of the Changeling story. Because throughout the entire movie until the end, she always, yeah, you could say I'm nitpicking, but I don't need to. She shot bigger on my man. She she really, she did the best she could with the direction given, but at the same time, I cannot buy her. Maybe it's because my mom would have beat my ass if I did some of the same stuff that this kid did. She hit him with a bat. Yeah, after she killed the hu- after a kid killed the husband, she realized that's not even her son anymore. But when right. that kid stabbed her husband in the hand, she should have beat his ass. Yep. It's the, that's the problem with this character. She does not. Give so the, she does not make this kid responsible for his own actions. So you're so you're more basing the, on the character, pretty much. Yes. Okay. No, the performance. To be honest with you, all these actors and actresses done most likely what the director decided to say is good, which is give very average performances. <laughs> the yeah. director didn't. Director concerned with the visuals more. I feel like than the actors. Right. Movies, so. And to be honest with you, a lot of these ca- actors also went on to do better, bigger and better things. Hundred percent. And so I can't, so it's kind of hard to give it to them, give them any of them. Okay. I got an easy one. William Shatner. <laughs> what's, what's he even doing in this movie? <laughs> Narrating the movie. <laughs> that, like all the budget went to William Shatner. That's why everything else looked low budget. Cause that's probably play. a very fair statement. Yeah. He was like, Oh, six, six minutes of screen time. I can get paid that much money. Best scene in the movie. Ooh. It's gotta be the elves versus Santa. Oh, the, the, the way the, writer actually put the scene is zombie elf battle royale oh there we go <laughs> that makes it sound really badass i'm gonna go with that yeah i'm gonna have to go with that too because it's where most of the fun is in this movie it definitely shows off most of the action the fun the gore and, the, and even the, the budget went to william shatner and then that whole sequence yeah and even the scene where he pretty much beat one zombie down with another zombie's head that was just hilarious to me yep Worst scene. Where to choose? The end of the changeling. End of the changeling? The the happy ending. The kid magically comes back out the tree. Hey, mom, how about some old teen? It's like, go back in the tree. Come back evil. And just the rant. The happy ending in that scene didn't fit the tone of this movie. This movie's not about happy endings. But in this case, it's, it's a happy ending. Even though the kid killed his father, there should be some consequences for that. He's going to jail. When she gets back home, she got to figure out what to do with the body. The dad's body sitting there next to the Christmas tree. So that's the worst scene. So how much you want to bet she's just going to say that the father tried to attack them and that she had to do what she had to do to save her son? Life. Prison. No, that's going, since she's a woman and that's a little boy. And he was a big guy who was also a cop under a form of PTSD. She actually will most likely only get an ankle bracelet. She's smart. She blames Krampus. Then she'd be in an insane <laughs> Hey, there you go. But I'd have to say my worst scene, to be fair, is actually going to be the twist scene at the end. You didn't, you didn't like that. I did not like that because it everything that I enjoyed about the movie was completely run down and said, yeah, what you enjoyed did not actually happen. You felt like it was actually legitimate like fantasy horror. Yes. But it really was just... A, a figment of his imagination. Yes, and I, some movies made it work. This one really didn't. Yeah, the only clues you get is with William Shatner mentioning something going on in the mall, and mentioning a whole bunch of stuff about Norman. Which, why would he want to do that? Why would he mention this man's random life to right. an audience that most likely doesn't care? True. So again, if it was out of place, so yeah. if it did not have. That all that context, this twist would have just came out of bumfuck nowhere, and I just don't like twists like that. Most most twists I like are ones that you can see coming if you actually pay attention to. 
Not ones you see coming from a mile away. Or if you go back and watch it, it makes sense on the second watch. Exactly. This doesn't make sense on the second watch, third watch, and there'll be no second watch for me, but (laughs) it doesn't make sense, right? Exactly. So so this twist ending, I did not care for. We left out one thing. Um, Is there something you'd like to explore more? That's after worst scene. (laughs) Next category. (laughs) (laughs) So what would you like to explore more? Oh, man. So much. Let's just follow Krampus for a day. Let's see what his day-to-day life is. Let's just turn this home, make this whole well, movie about Krampus. We, we can follow Krampus for a day. Anyone who has dark thoughts on Christmas Day can apparently be possessed and turn into Krampus, according to this movie's lore. Wow, man. So I'm going to see him in a couple weeks anyways. Exactly. Damn it, man. Because you got me to deal with. Oh, God. And I'm off work from the 23rd through the 3rd. So you're going to be possessed by Krampus for the entire time. Damn it, man. We doing this online for that two weeks while you're possessed by Krampus, all right? <sighs> don't, just don't imagine, remember there's no blood behind me when we do this. Well, is there something you would like to explore more? So what would I like to explore more? Uh, to be honest, not a damn nothing, thing. Not a damn thing. <laughs> like, may, maybe why... <laughs> okay so what would i like to explore more nothing i mean may, maybe why william shatner is even there in the first place i mean where did he beam from he's it's not like he owns the enterprise anymore yeah why they have he, a new captain kirk why is he doing like a random radio thing and like was it a restaurant or something he's in? <laughs> what the hell man i think it's because he i think the reason it looks like a restaurant is because he said he will only do these scenes if he's inside his favorite restaurant so he has easy access to Chinese food. Yes. Very quickly. Yes. This man or probably, wings. This man got an easy paycheck. Or wings. Ooh, wings. This man got an easy paycheck. <laughs> probably made more money than a lot of us will ever make for his six scenes, which had no acting involved at all. Nope, not at all. Uh, so, there's usually one more. Oh, yeah. What would you like to eliminate? Honestly, the whole changeling story. It, it give the other three stories a little bit more substance to them. And also the changeling story is the only one that really doesn't fit because you can do the changeling story at any point in time. It doesn't have to be Christmas. Well, that's true. hundred percent. I mean, we already talked about this. I don't know if this counts as eliminating him, but just change the format back to just have chronological order. One story, second story, third story. Don't stop cutting back between the different stories. When you do that, you kill all the momentum of each story because something exciting happens, but then instead of follow-up, you cut to the other story. I would just go... I would basically recut the film, which I guess actually somebody could do easily, just re-edit it mm-hmm. into, into that format. And I bet you people would like it more if you just re-edit it. So, what are your final thoughts, my sir? My final thoughts? Listen, I like horror anthologies. I can't say much about Christmas anthologies. <laughs> nothing really comes to mind for that, but um, I like horror anthologies. Um, some really good ones are Tales from the Hood, um, the whole Tales from the Crypt TV show, Tales from the Dark Side, um, Trick or Treat. There's some good horror anthologies. This one, I feel like, well, my initial impression when I first turned on was that this felt like a, 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 sci- a straight-to-sci-fi movie. I thought this was maybe something that had debuted on Sci-Fi Channel or the Lifetime Channel, but it felt like a TV movie, basically. The budget seemed very low, which is fine if you have good quality writing to make up for the lack of budget. This movie nor has a good script, nor budget, so the writing and the effects both felt terrible for me. That said, I have a soft spot a little bit for horror anthologies, so I like the general concept. I just hate the execution. Um, for me to be honest being generous in the Christmas spirit two stars so generosity might be uh, overly Christmas spirit would be two and a half but I'm going to say two stars because really two out of four means it's average so that means I don't recommend it highly I think if you're if you're if you're alone one day on a couch and you're stumbling through your remote control stumbling through different channels you land on Sci-Fi or Lifetime or BBC, whatever channel this comes on, and you're in the middle of it, just you'll, you'll probably want to watch it, but I can't recommend paying to see it. 
I would never say pay to watch this movie. If you can find a way to watch it for free, then watch it for free. But it's not a movie you would like. I wouldn't buy this on Blu-ray or uh, recommend it to pay pay any, in any way pay to see it. So I'm going to go two stars on it. So for me, I'm going to have to give this one actually a little bit over what Vic gives it. Me personally, I actually really enjoy this. I enjoy this movie by a decent amount. I do enjoy the the whole lore behind the Virgin Grace storyline. I'm not a big fan of all the jump scares just because, yeah, at least they're not fake. That's done by the actual antagonist of that story. There's just too many. And you can tell it's because the other stories don't give you anything to do jump scares with. Oh, that's what I should add. There's no real scares outside of one or two things there, but otherwise there's no real horror here either. So, uh, As for, and also the Caprice's storyline, that's fine. It's a nice little almost slashery kind of deal because you get your story, you get your setup, you get your characters like any slasher, you get your characters dying off like any slasher, but you don't really get any good characterization to give us a reason to care for the characters. As for the Santa Claus North Pole storyline, twist ending mall storyline, that's definitely the most fun this movie has to offer. All these zombie elf deaths. If the whole movie was that, I'd be on board. Because that, that has that sort of sense of humor, that feel to it. And I just kind of wish that there was a actual zombie kill since we got all these zombie elves. Like, wh- let us see the zombie elf, like the original zombie elf, go and start infecting all the others. Start killing all of them. Let them get eaten. Then have Santa Claus gear up with his staff and just start murder. Did you see how he was sharpening that damn thing? Yep. That would have been dope to see that. That thing is completely round and he's sharpening it. But the problem is, for me, is that whole changeling storyline. It's not. Uh, it's Yeah, it's dark, but it can be told throughout any kind of hol- holiday. It doesn't need Christmas. It's not a Christmas setup. All it is is, oh, look, a Christmas tree. So let's put it in a Christmas anthology. It also feels completely negated from the other stories, whereas the other three stories somehow feel like they're together. It's about as Christmas as Lethal Weapon. So Lethal Weapon's more Christmas (laughs) than this shit. But at the end of the day, I'm going to actually give this movie a two and a half. It's a fun watch. It's fun when you sit there and watch these zombie elves get massacred. The only thing I wish is we take out the changeling storyline and yeah, do the all the stories all together at once, give them a little extra for substance, and then the movie may actually be even a little bit better. I would advise better acting. I'd advise the audience. I I bet you that if you splice together three random episodes of already played the dark together <laughs> that would make for a better movie but hey listen this is one of those rare occasions usually nick is the hard grader and i'm mr generosity rolls rolls reverse today he's giving it the better review and that just means anything can happen during the holiday season that's it and also there's a redhead in the movie and i think that's the source of his two and a half stars <laughs> to be honest take that out two stars maybe so we're right the right the cusp of having to we're right that time folks it's kind of deep in this so it's time to say goodbye for this week remember next week silent night deadly night gives you a whole week to watch the movie watch it like we're gonna watch it and then uh come come back with us next thursday for silent night deadly night um Nick hasn't seen it before, so I'm actually very excited to see his uh, reaction to it. It's, it's kind of like a Christmas Horror Story. It's a, it's a cult classic for sure. So I don't even think this movie's a cult classic. <laughs> yeah, this is not any... I'm not using the word classic for this movie in any way. I don't even think this movie has a cult following. I, just, I know a few people who like it, but that's about it. Most people why. prefer Santa Slay. Yes, yes, yes. And we've already reviewed that one. Um, so we need, we need to retro retroactively go back and give that higher higher ratings i feel like time to review it again i, I really feel like we were hard on santa slay but it's a really entertaining movie like i don't know i think i gotta go back and see what we gave it but i think we both gave it like two stars maybe probably i don't remember it's a fun-ass movie so as always you don't have to go home you gotta watch the rest of our episodes if you haven't already we're on let's watch a bmovie.com along with on the youtube let's watch a bmovie which will eventually have a name change 
And I'm sure it will be something stupid like Vic Nick reviews. I don't know. Whore guys in a pizza. But that involves me not only eating pizza and not Chinese food. You can put Chinese food on the pizza. That doesn't sound appetizing. A general sauce pizza doesn't sound appetizing? No, it don't. I don't put chicken on my pizza. All right, anyways. You don't got to go home, but you got to go to Little Caesars and get yourself a $5 pizza. Be ready for next week. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Coming to you. Happy early holidays. And Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad.